You're listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, an award-winning automotive executive, and I'm so excited to introduce you to some of the most dynamic thought leaders the EV economy has to offer. Listen in on honest conversations I have with the leading electric vehicle experts and uncover critical insights that will help you jump ahead and stay there. The electrification race is officially on, and these conversations have never been more important. So whether you're an automotive executive or just an EV enthusiast, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. Adam is here from Parkopedia, and I'm so excited to have you on the show and talk about what you do, what you're excited about in electrification. So, Adam, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you for the invite. Real pleasure. Thank you. Adam, you have your finger on the pulse of what's happening, what's going on. So would love for you to talk about your story, your background, and what kind of got you excited to start working with uh, Parkopedia. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I agree. It's an absolutely interesting cross-section now. I think what's happening in the North American market in EV is super interesting. And the speed now, which we're seeing developments and the, the amount of companies and startups here, as well as the big players who are coming more into the market. You know, from a European perspective, when we look at the US market from Europe, I think it's taken quite a long time to pick up speed and get to this point. There's still quite a lot of challenges in the North American market for drivers. So distances are much bigger, for example. And, you know, I think there's not so much of a appetite among everyone for EV, but you can see it's changing, you can see it's coming. And I think that's super exciting. And I'm really happy to be here to be a part of that. I'm a bit of a veteran now in the EV space, I would say. So I've been involved in EV for 12 or 13 years. Uh, A lot of the gray hairs, which uh, maybe don't get picked up on a podcast, are responsible for EV. I started by co-founding a company back in 2012 uh, based out of Berlin in in Germany. Uh, And this company was called Plug Surfing. And at at that point in time, it was a really early stage concept where we believed that EV was going to be this massive thing which took off in 2014. And we all thought we would be billionaires by 2015. That, That didn't quite happen. But at the time, that was an app which was designed to overcome the whole fragmented European CPO landscape that we have. So you have huge amounts of very small operators in in Europe and paying for charging and finding a charging point is always really difficult. And we then founded this company, which overcame that, which was, I think we didn't know the term at the time, but it's since become known as as an EMSP. So it's the term which we use for for apps to help find and pay for charging points. And that was really the start of my journey into electrification and seeing how EV really took off. And that was incredibly slow, arduous work. So in Europe at that point in time as well, no one really, really believed in EV until there was this turning point around the time of Dieselgate. And when that happened in about 2016 or so, suddenly the floodgates opened. And I think governments and industries around the world realized that transition had to be made towards uh, emission-free transport. And then that is when, for me, the EV market started to really take off. I sold that company in 2018, and then I'm looking for new challenges. And that's brought me into Parkopedia, where I'm now head of EV. And Parkopedia is a remarkable company in the way that it has such a huge footprint and so many integrations into the automotive companies themselves. And I find that really exciting because how can we leverage that to create a really good EV driver experiences? So even though I've been involved in the EV industry for 13 years, what I haven't obviously managed to achieve is fixing all of the EV driver experiences at the moment because what we learn from everyone we talk to is driving an electric car wherever you are is still pretty terrible, right? And we need to to work on that to fix it. And I would love to just pull on that thread a little bit more about the driver experience and kind of the pains and the challenges that a driver will face, like inevitably, especially here in the US. So talk me through on some of the things that you're thinking about 
you know, you have the consumer, the end user in mind. What are the ways that you think about customer experience in this gigantic framework of electric vehicles? One of the main things about EV is it's a huge behavioral change for people to come to terms with, right? And we have to remember that some of the characteristics of the EV market is it's not necessarily always being pushed by desire to drive an EV, but there's a lot of government mandates out there. So even in the US, you know, California has very strict mandates in place for when there's going to be ICE car phase outs. This is the same across Europe. And, and that means then that the people are almost forced to a certain extent to change to EV. You know, we and you come to conferences like this and you end up in your bubble where people love to talk about charging. We love to, you know, really obsess about all the small minutiae around charging. But the reality is driver doesn't care, right? They don't want to think about it at all. It's something they, they would love for charging just to be as simple as fueling up normal gas car. And, and anything away from that is just a complete hassle for that driver who has more important things to do in their, in their day, like, you know, go to work, go to the dentist, whatever it is that they got to do, right? People have normal lives. So if we look at that from that perspective, that's what we need to achieve is this really streamlined service where people don't need to think about charging. But that's so difficult to get to. And the reason being is because behind this huge transition, we've got two major industries which are being disrupted, which is the energy industry and we've got the automotive industry. These are not used to working together at all. They do not know how to work with each other. We've led to a huge fragmentation of the market, led to huge power struggles about who is really in control of this market. And it's what we've also seen is because, frankly, EV charging is something which is really needed, but there's also very little money involved in it at the moment, which has meant that the market has suffered from a chronic underinvestment from, say, venture companies, etc. So you've got something which needs to be really uh, streamlined, software-backed companies, but they are all running uh, a lot of the time on very immature services. There's a lot of analog processes behind all the digitalization. You know, what, what this really means in real life is it's, it leads to drivers not trusting the quality of the charging service, not being able to find a charging point. Once they get there, not getting the service they expect or being too expensive, not understanding the prices, all of these things which can go wrong. And we found out when we did our driver surveys, for example, that I think when we, we interviewed so thousands and thousands of EV drivers and non-EV drivers, and we found out that 48% of People that currently drive a combustion engine car are not thinking of buying an EV, right? They're not wanting to do it. 30% of EV drivers would also <laughs> like to switch back to an ICE car. And that is it's a huge problem. So on the one hand, we're saying we need to make this huge transition. The drivers need to move electric. We, we know that car companies need to sell these electric cars. But what we're also seeing is the service is so bad that the drivers don't want to buy them, right? So, or a lot of the time, that, that, that's the case. So how are we going to fix that? And, and you know, what have we got to do to get there? And that's what we need to figure out. Are you seeing a lot of collaboration, even within like startups, for example? There's, you know, we're here at Move America. There's a whole, you know, startup row here. I don't think we see enough of this, to be quite frank. So I think you can put the automotive companies into two different groups. These are the ones that really genuinely care about the driver and they understand EV. These might typically be so the new EV companies that are out there that are EV from the ground up. They're pure play. They know they need to fix these problems. They are very keen in finding those problems and collaborating and, and building up these ecosystems. On the other hand, you've then got the more traditional OEMs who know that somehow they need to get into EV in the future. Or they're doing it now, right? But the bulk of probably their revenue and their sales is still traditional combustion engine cars. And for them, a, a lot of the features which they're building now are, are there to tick the box. They know that they need to get POI data in the car to help drivers find charging points. But 
are they concerned whether that data is correct or not? You know, how concerned are they? They know that they have to help provide EMSPs, uh, so the payment services to help drivers pay for EV charging. But, you know, are they willing to give that driver more choice or are they maybe obsessing over complete ownership of that customer just to help fulfill their old legacy business models? So I think we're seeing like some collaboration needs to happen. Let's move into the area, say, smart charging, for example. If the grid is able to cope with EV in the future, which it is, right, if you get it right, then that collaboration also needs to happen. But we're not seeing it fast enough and we're not seeing enough of it. And I think, you know, all of these more traditional companies need to sort of unbutton the top, their collars and loosen their ties a bit and then open up to collaboration in much more friendly ways, which agile startups can then get involved in. What are you really excited about to work on in the next year, the next five years? I think we've sort of outlined the problems of the industry now, right? We focused a lot on the problems, which is the huge fragmentation which exists there between all of the players. I think the reason that, that I get out of bed to work on Parkopedia is because I see that we play a clear role in bringing together this fragmentation and, and overcoming this for the driver. If, if you look at, you know, what is a good... EV driver experience. Today, I think everyone would probably agree that it's a Tesla, right? And the way that Tesla has been able to achieve that and charging on a supercharger, and if you drive a Tesla, you never worry about charging. You never think about any of it. It just, you know, the systems are so integrated that it means that that you can just turn up, find a charging point, you know it's going to work, and then you can just charge your car and get on. The reason, of course, that Tesla have been able to do that is because of huge investment into building up this big vertical stack, which, which means that they have control over everything. Now, what we need to achieve is how we get this Tesla-like experience for non-Tesla drivers. And that is bringing together all of these fragmented partners. And that's something which I think Parkopedia, as an independent, relatively or completely neutral partner in the middle between these different industries, is able to achieve. So we already have, for example, all of the integrations with most major car companies globally. So we work in China, the US, and, and North America and Europe. We're building up now all of these connections and OCPI integrations with all of the different charging point operators and EMSPs across the globe. And this means that with our attention to, to quality and the, the, all of the integrations we have, we can leverage that to make sure that we can provide, for example, very accurate POI data in the car so the driver knows where where they have to go in order to charge. We can then make sure that the driver is aware of how much it's going to cost to charge. We can then provide choices for in-car payments so that they can pay for charging as well as paying for parking from that head unit of the car as well and bring all of this together in a much more streamlined user journey. And I think if we can achieve that or at least contribute towards that, then we're going to see those figures reduce when we're talking about whether EV drivers want to buy an EV again, right? Currently, we said 30% of EV drivers don't want to do that. Can we bring that down? Can we make that EV driver experience so good that drivers just forget about the pains of charging? And and that's an an objective that I still think is unfulfilled in, in, in what we're doing. Thank you for being here, Adam. This was a lovely conversation. I also wanted to give you a chance to talk about how people can reach out to you if they want to either follow up with you, learn more about Parkopedia. Uh, where can folks do that? Yeah, thank you very much. So I think LinkedIn is probably the best places to take care of that. Uh, I'm always contactable on, on LinkedIn. So Adam Wuwei, find me on there. There's also the Parkopedia pages on there. Sign up, follow us, uh, and then get in touch. Uh, we would always love to hear from everybody so that we can learn much more about the market and make sure that we develop a great, great product. Thank you so much for listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the show and leave a five-star review with a comment. We read every single comment, so thank you in advance. If you have an idea for an upcoming episode or you would like to be a guest on the show, go to evs4everyone.com slash contact. 
That's EVs, the number four, everyone.com slash contact. Until next time, keep charging forward.